You value your time pretty highly, right? That's part of why you listen to How I Work. You're trying to get the most out of what precious time you have, whether it's a matter of getting more done when you're in the office or freeing yourself from distraction when you're with your family. So you'd hope others value your time just as much. And therefore, you need to show others how much you value their time, especially if you're hoping to use some of it. This is the underlying principle in all of accessibility advocate Janice Lintz's cold reach-outs. Whether she's writing a letter to the Queen or trying to sort out her phone bill, Janice knows people want to protect their time. And this is where the rule of fours come into play. So what is the rule of four and what makes it so powerful? My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist and the founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favorite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favorite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Janice Lintz, and this extract starts with me asking Janice about an important rule she learned from the late legendary activist Vernon Jordan. Well, he was amazing. I was looking for his support for an appointment, and I knew he was connected to someone in the White House, and so I reached out to him. And when I don't receive an, I don't expect always to receive a response right away. And it took four responses with him. And when he met me, it, when he said he raised this first. He said, you know, I want you to know the reason I met you is because you followed up. I have a rule that I usually don't see people or meet with them for at least, unless they contact me at least four times. Because if it's not worth your time, it's not worth my time to meet with you. And I thought, wow, you know, there's times you wonder if that rule exists. But he actually told me that. And it was one of the most invaluable lessons. I mean, it was a because I realized other people may be doing this and, you know, may not be as overt about it. But he was right. And I actually implemented that rule myself, like, if people want to meet with me, I let them follow up. I don't because if it's not worth their time, it's not worth my time. And I am amazed how many people do not follow up. I mean, people always ask me my secret sauce for success. I would say 99% of it is I follow up. It's that simple. My mother used to say, you know, it's like tennis and golf. It's only in the follow up. And what are your rules about following up? Like there are a certain number of times you'll do it? What's your frequency? What does that look like? Okay, so I have no end. <laughs> so, and there, so, you know, not everybody is so happy and willing to receive my contact, right? There are some people who are grateful, many people who are grateful, and they're like, oh, thank you for telling us that our sign is wrong, or that like we could do better. We, you know, it is really actually interesting to see the differences between companies and their reactions. Some companies, their goal is to always get it right and do better. And, and you can see that in the way the companies run and the culture of that company. And then the companies that people have a bad reputation, 
You see that in the reaction to my emails, right? It's consistent. Um, so those companies that don't follow up and they go well past the four. In fact, sometimes it could go well into the 50s. And wow. I start at some point numbering them. And, you know, then there are the companies where they just, or government agencies, they just don't follow up. I mean, uh, the Trump's apprentice was one of them. And I sent them a phone log. So I maintain something called a phone log. Mm, can you tell me about your phone log? Yes. And it's been written about. And and it's pretty, in the disability community, it's well known. No, And it's actually funny at this point. So when I start a project, I have a horrible memory, horrible. And I can't remember who I spoke to last. You know, when you call like the bank and they'll say to you like, well, who'd you speak to last time when you called? And, and you're like, really? Do you think I possibly remember that? Well, I actually do because I write it down. So when I start any project, I have a phone log for that project. And I do this, by the way, for my bank because I decided my bank is keeping track of me. I'm keeping track of them. So I start with, let's say, a project. Let's say the Trump's apprentice, right? And I'll say Trump's apprentice at the time. And there might be a point where I might break up the the log based on different companies, right? Because you could have NBC, you could have the production company. But in one particular instance was the national parks, where I was trying to fix Ellis Island and the national parks and fix their access for hearing people with hearing loss. And at some point, like with all the emails, the phone calls, the meetings in person, this is pre-Zoom, I had 17 pages of phone logs. Wow. Now that's insane. And I will tell you, it's gotten like worse. And I just sent it again to the new Secretary of Interior. And I will now send her this recording. So um, I sent the former Secretary of Interior when my daughter was having a school trip to Ellis Island saying, I have done all these things. And then you could say, I contacted someone a lot, right? And they're like, well, what does that mean, right? You need data. So I basically am creating data by sending them a phone log with every person I contacted, a summary of the conversation, who I spoke with, their position, their phone number, the date I spoke, and then what the, the next follow-up is, and then what happens after. And I sent that, and apparently with scheduling requests asking for a meeting. And apparently the Secretary of Interior was floored by that request, as they should be. And I received a phone call asking for me to come to Washington, of course, at my own expense, and was asked to um, help write the National Park Service guidelines as a result of that, because it was clear there was a breakdown in what people understood a hearing access was and what was being implemented. And we did, and we wrote the National Park Service guidelines. So I wonder if there is something that you're trying to achieve in your work life this week where the rule of fours might come into play. Or maybe you're just feeling inspired to start a phone log like Janice did. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. 
That's howiwork.co. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba, who does the audio mix for every episode and makes everything sound so much better than it would have otherwise. See you next time. <laughs>